Welcome and thank you for choosing the Mental Mindset Podcast presented by DBC Sports Psychology. Mental Mindset is hosted by Andrew Tosi and Zach Perkins, who will discuss mental skills, tips, and tricks to help you, your child, or your athletes be the best version of themselves in and out of sports. We hope you enjoy this week's Mental Spark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mental Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. And we are really grateful for you joining us here once again. Zach, episode 18, can you fucking believe it? Absolutely not. I can't believe we've made it this long and gone this far with it. Um, but I've had a ton of fun. It's been awesome. I've learned some things along the way. I feel like it's given me my soapbox every week to get my shit off of my <laughs> chest too. So uh, it's awesome. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. It, it's really funny how this is kind of whole thing has kind of played out. We, it was a it was a pipe dream and like kind of just something that we thought about, and then all of a sudden it turned into this uh, actual thing that's been sustainable. And um, I mean, we haven't even looked at the numbers lately, just because we know that they keep going up, and that's really awesome, you know. So I'm I'm pumped. I'll tell you, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I absolutely looked at them. I looked last week as I was posting the uh, the last week's episode just to understand where we were at. Uh, we were over 500 total downloads. Just we're cruising, man. Cruising. We're on cruise control, baby. Mm. So. The dream. Well, and then today I know is a really special episode. I know this is a bunch of viewers or viewers, <laughs> a bunch of listeners um, questions that uh, they've kind of put in. I know you've picked five of them um, that you think will be a kind of a, a good little, um, I guess, yeah. Q&A with me, uh, which will be kind of exciting for me. I don't know the questions. I have not been pre-screened. Zach chuckled when I asked him to hear them. He literally told me that that was not going to happen and that he wanted my instant reactions and my pure, authentic uh, kind of thoughts. So, yay me. Um, <laughs> I gave you the pre-warning, right? I said none of, none of it's like anything too super crazy. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited for it. I think this is something that could happen more often as we continue to go and as we continue to grow as well. Uh, I think it's a cool way trying almost to get that like without having to seek, you know, somebody to speak with on a consistent basis. Hey, maybe this is just a little piece of something I'm struggling with, or maybe it's the only real uh, roadblock or speed bump I have in my life. And I just want a quick answer without having to, you know, go through weeks and weeks of something, you know? For sure, dude. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's uh, to our viewers. Uh, let's be clear. We are taping this about an hour after my Rangers just lost a heartbreaking loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I am I am trying to recover from that mentally. Uh, so these answers are going to be raw and uh, very authentic. Uh, and also uh, really hope that someone takes away something from them. I, I really I'm looking forward to kind of doing these real life kind of experiences. Uh, it'll, I know it'll be a little bit shorter than normal uh, than we usually go. And, and hopefully it goes about the same length, but either way, um, sometimes we need those little breaks in here. And uh, with the information and the knowledge bombs about the drop, uh, it might be nice that we can kind of keep it simple and easy. You know? Wow. <laughs> I tried so hard not to laugh at that, but I just, I couldn't. I saw your face. I saw your face. I, you were, you were holding the back and tears started flowing. I understand. I'm a comedian. Don't you know it? That is not where I'd go with that. But anyways, I think that's the perfect time to (laughs) start with our first question here. Perfect. Let's do it. So really like this one. Um, I think it's something we've seen a lot of. We were talking a little bit about the pandemic last week and just, you know, the five year difference and kind of the development of um, more and more 
uh, how do I want to, I guess just like the need to speak with people more to, to find help, you know, people who are struggling a little bit. We've seen a lot of it kind of develop over, especially through the pandemic with having to lock ourselves in and, and do a lot of that. Right. So we haven't been able to find our support systems like we typically would. So uh, the first question here is, Hey guys, appreciate the work that you're doing. Uh, the quick one I have is I feel like I'm stuck at work. How do I freshen it up? Who asked this question? I did. I, it, it just, I, I'm leaving it anonymous. I don't have it here. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a really good question there. Anonymous. Uh, I think one of the ways that you freshen work up is you ask for more tasks or you find ways to kind of, um, redo some of the tasks that you currently do, right? Especially uh, with this pandemic hitting and people working from home, work has become kind of monogamous, right? And it's become kind of uh, habitual and ritual and ritualistic and like very kind of uh, boring, right? Uh, not for me, right? My job literally is on my toes. I don't know what's walking through my door or on my Zoom screen uh, every single day. But like for some people, like the job can be very just banging your head against the wall and almost feeling like you're not really doing anything, right? Um, so one of the things that I always try to uh, coach when, uh, when I work with executive leadership teams and uh, when I do some business consulting and things like that, it, it's really important to remember and, and think about this aspect of creating goals and uh, things that you're striving for, right? Uh, so if you're finding yourself stuck, uh, and some people are comfortable in that, right? And if they are, obviously, this anonymous person is not uh, comfortable with that. So the answer to this question is like, ask for more duties or ask how you can do things differently, or ask if there's something that like someone needs help on, right? Like kind of reach out, uh, kind of examine things that you can do um, and ways that you can kind of uh, expand your horizons in a way um, and, and gain some more knowledge. Yeah, I think another way to kind of look at that too, right, is, you know, harbor some creativity in it, right? You don't have to do the same tasks the same way every single time. Uh, sure. Maybe maybe find a way to learn a little bit different of a skill, maybe take a different approach at it. Or like you said, you know, go back to your management team or whoever it may, it may be that, you know, has given you this task and ask if there's something a little bit different. Maybe it, it falls along the same lines, right? Maybe it falls a little bit outside of your job title and what you do, but asking for something a little bit different and giving yourself that opportunity to, either grab a new skill or just do a new task may, uh, may get you out of that rut. 100% man. Yeah. I think it's a, it's, I think it's a great additional kind of point. Um, but yeah, getting you out of the rut is just the same way in sports as it is in, in business world. Like kind of just change something up or, or look for a new way to do it. There's no, um, there's no strength without kind of a expansion, you know? So the next one we got here is, uh, it's interesting actually. It, when I read it a couple of weeks ago, I had to stop and kind of like think about myself a little bit. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the things I've really appreciated about getting these questions sent to me or, you know, to the email that I follow yeah. um, is I was able to kind of look at them and, and go through in my head, like, oh, wow, you know, little perspective on me as a person and, and make myself think about who I am. So uh, this next one, again, we're going to go with anonymous. Okay is I feel like my morals have changed recently and what is important to me is changing, but it's making me uncomfortable. Any advice on how to counteract this? Well, I, I, I need to know who asked this question and where they come from so I can, so I can talk directly to them. All right. So this actually, it comes out of the Midwest. It All says right. it's Bruce from Kansas. All right. All right, Bruce, how you doing? Thanks for listening, my friend. Um, so, so his morale is low and he's looking for ways to kind of like pick it back up. 
That's that's the way I would take that question. Yeah, I, you want to hear it one more time? Yeah, give it to me one more time so I can give Bruce the best answer. So it says, I feel like my morals have changed recently, and what is important to me is changing, but it's making me uncomfortable. Any advice on how to counteract this? Bruce, my guy, so life is all about change and adaptation, right? Uh, life is literally 90% what happens to us, or 10% what happens to us, and 90% how we respond to it. Um, so, like, your morals and things are going to change, especially based on situational things. Um I can tell you that my morals have changed probably every two, three years, right? Um, obviously, you have your core morals on like what you truly believe and the things that kind of guide you and stuff like that. But morals are, are one of those things where if they're starting to change, like that's probably means something in your life is changing or your perspective on things in life are changing, you know? Um, so, I mean, this question is really interesting because he's also talking about how he recognizes that they're changing. And then Bruce is like, how do I get comfortable with that change, even though I'm not really sure I'm comfortable with it? And at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable with the morals that like are changing and you're not like sure about like if they if you want them to be a thing for you, then then maybe reevaluate where you are and what's going on in your life. Right. Like, are you in a relationship that's good for you? Are you in a relationship that's bad for you? Are you in a job that's good for you in a job that's bad for you? Are you um, are you doing a job that isn't uh, like fulfilling or profitable, right? I mean, Zach, you and I have had the conversation ourselves of like, sometimes money isn't worth everything. And just this value aspect, like bringing, bringing purpose to your own life. So maybe there's something there, right? Um, especially if you work in a job that you don't like, like you start noticing things, you become very bitter, you become kind of senile and things like that. So, so Bruce, my advice to you, uh, examine what's going on for you. Uh, and if your morals are things that you're actually okay changing, understand that like life is all about change and that just like just like the, the preferences in food or our allergies they change every seven years i mean that's no scientific proof but i'm just saying <laughs> morals can morals can change and they probably will again right if you have a kid your morals start changing your values start changing if you don't have children if you can't have children if uh if you get a new job if you move if i was to move to kansas guess what my my morals change right compared to here in the East Coast in Connecticut. Uh, things slow down a little bit for me. Um, and, and probably some of the things that I value and care about change as well. Um, so, so morals change just based on situations and environment and experiences. Yeah, I would say too, the other part of that is, you know, if you have the the ability to be that aware of these changes are happening and you feel a little bit uncomfortable, uh, it's okay to be uncomfortable. And I think that typically is where you harbor growth as a person is, is when you're outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, so you just have to make sure you toe that line and make sure you're not going to a place where you're going to start to get yourself in trouble or things like that, right? Um, but living in that uncomfortable space for a little while and testing the waters to see, hey, maybe this is something good for me. Or maybe, again, if you're that aware, you'll be able to tell pretty quickly, hey, this work is working and it's getting me results and things I want, or it's starting to put me in a place where maybe I need to get myself out of and kind of turn away from, you know? Um, as a coach, I mean, we sit there and we talk about it all the time, right? For players, when you're sitting there and you're, you're developing, um, which happens through college, right? Especially if your dream is to play pro hockey for, for my guys at the end of the day, um, you need to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. You need to understand that your plan is not going to be uh, the biggest thing in anybody else's life. I was on the phone with an, a guy who coaches, coached in the NHL, coaches in uh, Hockey East now, one of the one of the big uh, hockey schools in, in Division One, um, and I was just asking him some career questions, just trying to understand and uh, evaluate for for myself. Um, and one of the things he said to me that, like, I literally it's gone into my work life, into my personal life. 
uh, and obviously into my hockey career life as well, was nobody cares about your schedule. And it hit me so – like it stuck with me. It literally – I'll start to do something and I'll be like, okay, this is how I want to do it. And this is the timetable in which I want it done. And I'll stop and just be like, nobody cares about what I want. Like nobody cares about my schedule. Things are going to get done when that person, like the sales that I have, right, are a perfect example. I cannot rush somebody to buy a machine. It's just not how it works. Right. It's going to happen when they're ready. They don't care about my schedule. They don't care that I need to sell a bunch by the end of the month. And each month is a new month. That's not their problem. Same thing on the hockey side. I want to continue to develop my career on the hockey side. Nobody cares. Nobody cares that I'm looking for a job this year, five years, 10 years from now. All they care about is what their needs are as a program currently and who can offer them the best assets and assistance to continue to grow and develop their program as well. So, um, yeah, I just think, you know, being being okay and, and being comfortable with uncomfortable is another big part of that. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. I mean, I think you gave a great example there. And I think it's just this idea of like, if, if things are changing, it means that like you're changing and change is not a bad thing, right? Like uh, you look at people who are successful or people who find value in their lives, like they're always adapting and always like kind of finding new ways to move forward. Right. Uh, and, I, and I liked your, your message of like, no one cares about your schedule. And it's so true. Right. Like even when you're trying to like decline things, like people don't really care what you have going on other than them. Um, just tell them that you can't go, right? It's one of those things like people, and if people ask, then yeah, they're maybe a friend. But yeah, at the end of the day, like schedules are schedules and you've got to do what you want to do and, and stop worrying and caring about what other people think about those decisions. Because if you're making yourself happy, guess what? You're the only one guaranteed to be at your own funeral. So at the end of the day, like you, you have to, you have to make yourself happy before anybody else. Definitely. Good so question. this one hits, this one hits a little close to home for me. I really like this one. This one comes from Claire up in Canada. I'll give you this one. Oh, hey, Claire. Um, I want to chase my dreams, but my responsibilities overrule my want to chase my dreams. How do I find a better mix? (laughs) Oh, wow. All right, Claire. Let's uh, let's dig deep into the pockets. Um, Yeah, that's that's hard, right? Uh, So responsibilities and this idea of like dreams, right? so responsibilities uh, should never get in the way of your dreams. Uh, and I'm, I can only assume that she's talking. There's only a few responsibilities in, that I can see that like inhibit someone's dreams from being successful, right? Like things like kids, uh, like a job, like a dream job that like all of a sudden stop. But then I think that you're also living your dream. So I'm not really sure. Um, but at the end of the day, let's just say, let's just say whatever it is. I, I don't, it doesn't really matter, Claire, whatever's going on for you. Uh, this is a really rough situation. So I, I feel you, right? Um Dreams, dreams are meant to be chased, um, right? Um, uh, I, I, I think it's my fiance, and I, she, if she hears this and I butcher her tattoo, she's gonna kill me because I, I see it all the time. But she, she wrote, "Don't let your dreams be dreams," right? And I, and I think that's one of the coolest things. Uh, and I think about that all of the time. And she doesn't know this, and so now she's probably gonna be hearing this in the podcast. Like, wow, you told this to the whole world before you told me. Uh, but the whole point is, like, yeah, like, don't let your dreams be dreams. I think is one of the coolest sayings. And I know it's from a song. I think it's a Jack Johnson song that she got it from. Um, and it's one of those things like you only get this one life, right? And so like you have to be able to chase your dreams and still also chase and like still have those responsibilities. Like there has to be a happy medium. And it sounds like Claire's struggling with that, right? So Claire, my advice to you is take a look at your responsibilities and take a look at your dreams. Can they be combined? Right? It's one of those things like can you can you make your responsibilities also a part of your dream? 
Like, if say your responsibility is your kids, can some of your dreams be chased with children? Uh, and if they can't, then how can you maybe find ways to to still find those dreams being being lived? Um, I, I mean, I think I think our dreams, uh, like the, like again, our ultimate goals, our dream jobs, our 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 idea of success, right? The the problem with us is that like once you reach that, you also then find something else that you want to strive for. Right. That's why literally people who are rich and filthy rich, that's why the money, the, the, the statement like money doesn't buy happiness comes from because it's true. Right. Like the more money you get, the more problems you have. Right. Uh, not to, not to quote a rap song, but a little more but, money, more problems. More money, more problems. Baby. <laughs> uh, but it's true. Right. Like you start recognizing like uh, I once was listening to a podcast and someone said the second you win a million dollars, like everyone thinks like, oh, I'm a millionaire. It's so awesome. And it's 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 actually kind of funny how fast a million dollars can go. Like one of the first things you do when you get win a million dollars, buy a new car, right? Like oh, I got a mill. Like I'll buy a nice car, right? I'll buy my wife a nice car. Cool, nice. All right. Let's say you're two three hundred thousand dollars in debt because you bought two really nice cars, right? Okay, great. Now what do you want to do? You want to upgrade your house probably pretty quick too, right? All right. So uh, we have seven hundred thousand left. By the way, no taxes were taken out because you are apparently winning the winning at life but but again a million dollars never a million dollars when you win it but anyway um we're not getting into that here but like then you buy a bigger house right and then all of a sudden now you're in debt again right and before you know it all that money is gone because guess what you spent all that money and now that money isn't growing for you or anything like that so like money doesn't answer our dreams or fulfill our fulfill our promises you know what i mean yeah definitely It's interesting too. I took this a little bit of a different way than I think you're looking at it. So I took it as a a time thing, right? And that's, that's how I, I guess when I look at my life, right? I've always said on the podcast and like, you know, you know it, we talk about it all the time. I'm always so busy and like, I have a very structured schedule because I have so many things going on in my life. No one cares Um, about those schedules, Zach. Yeah. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't have that schedule, uh, I'd have my head up my ass and I wouldn't know where to be. So it's a, it's a good thing I have one. So, uh, but the big thing for me, right. Is you have to make time for the things that you want as a person, you said it, you just said it best. There's only so much time in life, right? There's, you don't have this infinite amount of time. Um, and while responsibilities are there, right, you're going to have mortgage payments, you're going to have car payments, like there are things you have to do uh, to be a normal functioning adult. Uh, it, you, you are 100% spot on, you should never let those get in, in the way of your dreams and chasing those dreams. So I think it's important to understand and maybe take the time to step back a little bit and l- look and evaluate your life and your schedule. You know what I mean? How much wasted time do you have? Or how much time are you not utilizing because you're doing other things and there's always give and take there, right? There are going to be times that your friends want to go out and whatever dinner, drinks, this, that, whatever it may be, right? Do you have enough? um, uh, I don't, I don't even know what the right word is. Like, can you hold your self-discipline? Yeah, there you go. Like, do you have enough discipline to just stop and say no and say, I need this time to go do this instead Uh, because that's what's, important to you and what's driving you 100 percent. yeah i think i think that's a good way to look at it i didn't, I didn't really think about the time aspect it reminds me of like what, what what was it gandhi or buddha was talking about like time that's our biggest mistake like it's free but we can't buy it we use it but we can't sell it like things like that like you just you before you know it it's like you you take time for granted like i'll do that another time it's like well unfortunately what if there isn't another time right 
Uh, what if that opportunity doesn't present itself again? Like that's why I, I do my, my, one of my least favorite things in this whole world is like a once in a lifetime opportunity because I believe that you can always find other ways to do it. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, sometimes you get opportunities that seem like once in a lifetime. I'm not taken away from that, but like, it's just one of those things where it's like, if it comes around, it comes around and you've earned that opportunity. Um, but yeah, that's a really good question. I, I would, I, I would, I would have uh, Claire here just kind of think about this aspect of, what her responsibilities are and, and what her dreams are. And if there's a way to combine them or if her responsibilities are getting in the way of her dreams to maybe see what responsibilities she can let go of. Um, because sometimes we think things are responsibilities and really they're just kind of duties um, and, and not things that are super necessary or uh, important to us. You know, Maybe a good time for a pros and cons list just to try to get some things out in front of you and, and visualize it rather than just, you know, mentally think about it. So yeah. Yeah. Mental mind map it. Yeah. 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 So two more questions. This one straight up, I'm not lying to you, anonymous. It came from some random like email. I couldn't even piece together like a uh, first initial last name or anything like that. It was kind of weird. So uh, favorite. this one is, I feel at times my family can create friction in my relationship. What is the best way to find a pressure valve to release that friction? Holy shit. This person's like talking to me in my real life. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, but like not now, right? Like this was, this was something back in the past. And, and like, and, and I had, I, I, I mean, I went through stuff with this, like family is hard, right? Um, and friction is really difficult, but I, I, the best answer I can give will be a short one, uh, but it's so easily said compared to done is just be honest, right? Be honest and open about what you need and what you're looking for out of a, out of the relationship with your family uh, and with the, see your significant other, whoever that partner is, right? Um, like have that honest discussion, like, Hey, like this is important to me. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I need for myself and for my relationship. And at the end of the day, um, your family will stick by you, right? And if they don't, it's a whole different conversation, but I was fortunate enough where my family did, right? And they do, and they have my back at all times now. Um, and it's one of those things where like, sometimes things always change and adapt and, and we go from there, but family is hard, but I, the best answer is just be honest and, and be, be as authentic as you possibly can. Mr. Anonymous, Mrs. Anonymous, them anonymous, whoever they are. Um, I think that's a, I hope that answers their question. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about it. No, not really. I mean, you're pretty spot on with that, right? I guess the other part of it is if you're in that relationship and that is your person, right? That is whether it be your, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, wife, husband, whatever it may be. Um, if they mean that much to you, if they are that important, uh, hopefully you can have the communication line open, even to just say, hey, I understand what this is doing and I understand the friction being caused right now. We'll get through it or whatever it may be. Uh, but have that open communication just to be able to not have it build up. I think that communication is really that. I think the way they quote or uh, phrased it was pressure valve, right? So yeah. that communication is the pressure valve to release any of that coming and from building up. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I mean, and also to this person, like I think one of the more important things to think about is, is if you're fortunate enough to have a family that can hear you out and talk like this, don't take that stuff for granted. Right. Um, there's a lot of families and, and I see it every single day in, in my line of work, but that like that this isn't even one an option, whether it's cultural or like maturity wise or whatever, like 
what what they say goes, uh, and I'm assuming like it's probably a parental kind of thing that's that's causing the issue. I'm just assuming here, uh, but just based on like what I know about life uh, and communication relationships, like just be fortunate enough if you have the opportunity to have that kind of conversation. Because um, sometimes one, it's not an option; two, it's not heard; and three, uh, it can end complete relationships with family. Um, but also value if that relationship is worth this fight. Um, that's also another thing to kind of think about a lot to go into that one. We could probably have a whole session on that one just alone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward, but it's got a whole bunch of different, um, uh, tree branches that we can kind of follow and, and go with, but, but yeah, communication, honesty, and authenticity. I think those are the three things that uh, I would stick with if, uh, that person's looking to, to kind of maneuver around this. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Last question comes from Brock out of Toronto. I'm impressed with how many uh, Canadian listeners we have. Let me tell you. Hey, um, poor Maple Leafs. I, no, we'll, try and take, we'll try and take care of the lightning for you there, Brock. A little, a little north of the border here going on. Yeah, right. Um, but Brock said, you both reference sports a lot. Can you speak about dealing with differences in opinion in the workplace, whether it be coworkers or management? Huh. Well, Brock, uh, it's the same thing, man. Um, one of the beauties of sport is that it translates to life beautifully and perfectly, right? If you have an issue with your boss, with a coworker, with a teammate, with a coach, right? The conversation is the same. You you want to kind of address those things head on and speak from yourself, right? Speak speak on how like it's affecting you and don't speak for people, right? I always try and say like talk talk with I statements. It's 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 easily said, but it's really difficult to do because we don't talk like that naturally. We don't go I feel this way because I am struggling with this, or I feel this way when this happens, right? Because instantly we want to be like, I feel this way because you did this. And the second you say you, you put that person on the defense, like immediately. That person just goes, oh, it's my fault, huh? And also it takes away from the idea that like you have any accountability for how you're feeling. And maybe maybe you're just misunderstanding things. But if you're having issues in the workplace or at home with people or friends, like just being honest and saying like, hey, I'm feeling this way because um, like this is happening or like when this happens, it makes me feel this way. Like I wanted I wanted you guys to know how I'm feeling. Um, issues with coworkers can be difficult. You have to understand that like you still have to work with them and see them every day. But also people respect honesty and they respect the idea that like, you're going to be able to be like, Hey, I really don't like when this happens. Right. Like, Hey, like I don't like in meetings that like when you, when, when something is said along the lines of, uh, of maybe like, uh, the way that, uh, the, the break room looks, uh, it feels like it's all my fault. Right. Or it feels like it's made to be that I'm the, I'm the one leaving it that way, or I'm the one doing this very generic answer. Right. But again, it takes practice. Uh, and it's uh, that idea of like, just be honest with people. Like, like you said, no one cares about the, your schedule. No one cares about, no one cares about their schedule either. Right. So like do what you need to do for yourself. And, and with managers, it's a little bit more difficult. You want to obviously be very careful. Um, but I, I would say Brock consult someone that you really trust in this situation. Right. Uh, it really, it's very situational um, based on like what is happening with a manager, what's happening with a coworker, what's happening with a friend, all that kind of stuff. Um, it can be really worked out and it's all, it all has very different um, techniques and different uh, kind of uh, solutions for it. So I would say uh, seek someone that you trust uh, to give you that feedback and then give you those kinds of solutions. Um, maybe like a therapist or something, but yeah. Yeah. I think the other part of it too, like I know I referenced sports a ton, but again, that's just comfort zone for me, right? Like 
I, that's where a lot of my lessons of my childhood and my upbringing come from. That's where I learned a lot of my soft skills and, and, uh, organizational skills and things like that. So, For sure. um, that's where I'm kind of comfortable going to examples, but yeah, with difference, I mean, differences in opinion are going to happen just person to person. Right. And I think the other part we need to talk about a little bit with this is you have to remember that, uh, your coworkers, your management team, whoever you're trying to speak with has their own shit going on at home too, right? So don't forget that they're walking in from different walks of life. You don't know what they had happened to them that morning, the night before, uh, what that week, right? Whatever it may be. So uh, I like your, your conversation a little bit about not attacking. I think, you know, if you can break down those defense walls and have an open and honest conversation, it kind of goes back to what we were just saying about communication, right? But um being able to properly communicate in a way where uh, you can get your opinion across while also uh, not attacking the other person gives the opportunity for growth on both sides. And maybe you have a, a solution to an issue at work that, you know, your coworkers or your management team couldn't, couldn't quite break through, but you have a better solution. Um, and by having that chat or, you know, using your communication skills, um, you're able to help just kind of break down whatever they're working through. hundred percent, man. You, you, you're, uh, yeah. I love how you answered that. It's one of those things where everyone has their own life and everyone has things going on. If someone's acting a weird way, you're a human being. Just act like, Hey man, you doing all right. Hey, you, you all right? Like you seem a little off today. You seem kind of cuckoo, right? Or you seem really angry or like, you know, you were really snappy. Are you angry? Like, or does something happen? Is there anything you want to talk about? Like, instead of getting angry at people, maybe we should just start extending olive branches and try and be be that support system for people, right? Um, we're all human beings, and like you, and also opinions are free. Everyone has them, so uh, just remember it's an opinion and not a fact. So, I guess the other part of that too, right, is is you know the whole olive branch thing is a really cool idea, um, but if you open up and you show a little bit of that. Uh, I'll call it vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised where that conversation goes typically, right? And it's not going to happen with everybody. Um, but if you show a little bit of that and you offer a little bit of that up, um, that may change that relationship a little bit. And now future conversations or, or you know, uh, the trust between the two parties is, is going to be quite a bit different. A hundred percent, man. If Sometimes I, I think about the idea of like, if we could change one thing about people is that like everyone just not be fearful of vulnerability, but then again, it wouldn't make it so special when you are right. Uh, like vo being vulnerable is, is absolutely a strength compared to a weakness and people, people who make that or like beat up people who are vulnerable, they're just scared of their own truth. Uh, and that's one thing that I think people should always remember that like if someone beats you up or makes you feel bad or bullies you or kicks you down because you're vulnerable, they're like, God forbid you show an emotion uh, that isn't allowed or like is weird or that like people don't understand. They're going to put you in the dirt and they're going to try and make you feel bad because they're scared or the chances are uh, newsflash to everyone else out there. We know that you probably feel the same way. You're just scared to admit it. So uh, cock a doodle do bing bong. That's right, baby. Other than that, I mean, there's your five questions. Those are <laughs> just the, the five I picked out. Um, there were some more in there, but these were, five that really stuck out to me. Uh, I think it'd be cool to do this again in the future. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a pretty, I like, I liked it. I thought it was a pretty cool episode. So uh, anything to wrap up with before we take off? 
No, man, I've been addicted to this bing bong thing. Have you seen this on TikTok? Like, I've been mm-hmm. saying it when I'm golfing. I was watching it, hot watching the game today. I was like, bing bong when we scored. I was like, what the, what is happening, dude? I'm freaking out. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I agree. This episode was absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, I lied in the beginning. Uh, hear me, here I am being honest and open, right? Uh, it was not short at all. Uh, that was uh, longer than normal, and that's fine. I, uh, I appreciated it. I love it. Um, I hope people like uh, Brock Claire, um, and uh, I, I'm forgetting the first person's name, uh, but that's all right. We're, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, I hope they keep writing in and, and that they keep kind of talking through it. Um, this kind of stuff is real life, and it's much more important than the, than the stuff that we sometimes talk about. So uh, it's real life situations that I hope everyone can, can kind of relate to. And episode 18 in the books, uh, my mindset is mental, baby. Woo. <laughs> wow what a way to end that don't even say anything else just be done with that we're all good there um yeah no absolutely thank you so much if we didn't get to your question um we apologize for it but you know don't hesitate to reach back out i, I really would like to do this again i thought it was awesome um and maybe in a you know in a couple episodes five ten episodes we can hit it again so we'll collect some more questions and go from there but um we really really appreciate the time you spend with us here every week it's been awesome. We're over 530. I took a quick uh, quick peek while we were kind of getting ready to roll here. We're over 530, closer to 540 uh, total downloads. Uh, so we've been rolling. Things have been growing, and it's all really because of the people who take the time to listen. So uh, please continue to share it with those you know. We really appreciate that part of it. Uh, five-star reviews on Apple, Google, wherever we are. Uh, that really helps us as well. So thank you so much for all of that. You can always get a hold of us, mentalmindsetpodcast at gmail.com. Other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.